0: It's powerful just to know that faith, you know, it's something it's not really seen. And yet it is seen. It is something yeah. tangible because it's seen in expression. Um, Acts eleven twenty three 23 says, talks about when Barnabas heard about what was going on in the Antioch church. Something's going on over there. I want to see what's going on. He goes there and it says, when he came and saw the grace of God, he saw the grace of God. He was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful. I think that's one of our experiences when we gather together and we can see one another. We're not just seeing faces. We're seeing faith expressed. We're seeing the grace of God in someone's life.
1: You're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings, we gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles, and we scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ.
2: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Make and Multiply. Uh, I'm Matt Groon, again here with Cale Dernberger and Ryan Chase. Uh we're learning as we go, uh noting that the last episode went longer
0: than we intended. Well, who got long winded? Yeah. Well, it's hard to say. Okay. Who who can know? We all did. <laughs> it'll never little carried away. it'll never happen again unless we do an episode on eschatology. Oh wow. And that'll go on forever. It's, well, <laughs> it depends on your eschatology.
2: <laughs> Wait, is there one that doesn't go on forever? Well <laughs> who can know? Again. So note but, that we're gonna try and not talk about things for Forty-five minutes and try and land the plane earlier than that. But we've got d- thirty d- seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, so this week, uh, here's a uh, here's a scene I want to pitch to you guys. Okay. So you're a, you're a first time, or or you know let's say, no, let's say it's a first time. Co- you're you're coming for the first time to a Mace Road Church. You've heard about us because we're just we're just so cool. So you, <laughs> which is we are not, but you come in and you walk in and. Uh, all the lights are up, you see the stage, uh, feels fairly, quote-unquote, contemporary. And then you find, you shuffle into your seat with you and your family. And all of a sudden, music starts going. Caleb gives a call to worship, and we're off, and we're singing. And the lights have stayed up. So you put yourself in that chair. What would your
0: thought be as mm-hmm. you sat there? Are you asking me that? I'm asking. What what would my thought be? Yeah.
2: Or do you think that's like a? Do you think would that be unique of us? I guess is a question. Do you want to go? You want to take a stab at that? Well, it depends on somebody's background.
1: Mm. Uh, Certainly, people with church backgrounds have various experiences, and in some traditions, there would be nothing abnormal about that. Um, But there's also a, a popular Practice in churches today to turn the lights off and uh make it more like a concert feel, so the house lights are off and spotlights are on the stage, and it looks and feels very much like what you would expect at a at a concert and so if that's what you're used to then you might it might feel different um, and and you might notice it so i I think whether or not somebody even pays any attention to that depends on background and experience mm-hmm. um, but I would say we have a specific
2: rationale. There's a reason why we leave the house lights on. Yeah. Why is we it, want full lights. Is it, I guess that's another question. Do we leave the lights on just out of like pragmatism? Like we don't want people to trip <laughs> or is there, <laughs> Since is there are no aisle need to be able rest. to see your kids at all times? <laughs> right. uh, or is there, I guess asking the pastors, is there intention behind that? Is there a theological purpose behind that other than pragmatics or
0: if at Yeah. Well, I want to add too, why would, why would a practice be to turn the lights off? Why do many churches, I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch a, a video of, a, of people singing and the feel of it is, or, or even a live stream of a, a big church, mm. the lights are down. And so why would that be something that people do? Um, I think I've heard it said before, the lights down set the mood better for worship. I read there, you can unpack that statement and be like, okay, what are we, yeah. what are we exactly talking about? Right. Everybody Fair. knows, dim the lights, set the mood.
2: <laughs> now we're worshiping.
0: Yeah. We've touched on this before. It goes back to our individualistic mm-hmm. mindset of, of church sometimes, that, that it's just me and God and, and it's easy to then enter into a very dark setting, go undetected, mm-hmm. show up, have my time with God and then leave without any, um connection to the church without any feeling of belonging um, if that's so i mean you could literally stay at home in your bedroom and listen to spotify mm-hmm. and just sing songs if if that's what it is um but and and, I, and along with that what is <laughs> as someone who might say something like like the phrase i just said there's maybe an under, a different understanding of worship then too is worship merely just this emotional high singing is emotional music is emotional worship is emotional it is a gift yeah it is a gift but but what is what's actually happening there happening there does the bible say um, no one can say jesus christ is lord unless the lights are down uh, no not really <laughs> and so uh oh, there not. there are some there are some dangers mm-hmm. uh i think that could be in that thinking of this is why we turn the lights down um and, and I think enough is said there, but we do want to talk about why, why is it our conviction that we do keep the lights on? Yeah, I think too,
2: just before we leave that, what it could do, um, some of the and, maybe the, and some of these are probably just unintentional side effects of, of putting the lights down um, during the singing and during, well, the whole of the service. Um, and I think one of the ones that it feeds into is our, our dichotomized life. Of I was like, when I live my life out during the week, I live it out in the lights. No different. Like when you turn, when you watch a, a football game, you, you keep the lights on, right? Mm-hmm. There's this sense of we're doing our life in this. But now it's, it's a, almost like a if the lights aren't down, I, there's no, it's the, the delineation line of, okay, there was out, I was in my work week, I was in my life, and now I'm stepping into something different, but which can just lend to, oh, when I leave, I've left. <laughs> I've left the church. I've left that part of my so. This dichotomized worldview can have that kind of effect, and we we don't yeah. we don't want that, obviously.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's an appropriate emphasis on uh, a personal relationship with yeah. Jesus Christ, where each individual personally has to trust in Christ. Mm-hmm. Y- you can't depend on somebody else to do that for you. Uh, that can be taken to um, extremes or or kind of absolutized in a sense where. Um, it, it's just me and God mm-hmm. all the time and so the goal of any worship encounter is just my encounter with God. and so then personal preferences and tastes come in where yeah. um, you know the lighting uh, you know, dark room, bright lights on stage, fog machines, you know you, there there is a lot that you can do to set the mood the concerts. Prove that, you know, the, the biggest bands, they, they're experts at putting on a show mm. and moving people with the music and the lighting and all of that. Um, and so, what we're saying is, we want it to be the truth of God's word mm. and the power of the Spirit of God that affects us, not manipulated by lights and such. In fact, there are means of grace through which God does that in us that require the lights to be on, yeah. we would say, where it's not just me in private, in secret. Isn't there a song? In the secret, in the quiet place. A
0: wonderful song. Um, Back when uh, we were in high school, yeah. Probably, <laughs> yeah. We'll probably do it this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, you know, th- there's, there's that approach, like, yeah. uh, this is just me in secret with God, and other people happen to be here. So I, I would you know, just think about, how does the corporate gathering of the church differ from other gatherings where the lights are typically off, like a concert, um, a theater performance? Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the movies, mm-hmm. lights are off, B- but... One way that that differs is you might be in the same gathering with other people, but if you go to the movie theater, you're you're not there to see
0: or interact with any of those people. You're I, there. I do not want to see what's happening yeah. to my right and left no, in that yeah. rom com that I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good so point. Well y- said.
2: You
1: are. You're all there as spectators yeah, yes. to to watch something and enjoy, be entertained, whatever. But you're not there to interact with each other, which is very different than what happens when we gather together corporately
2: yeah and i think what you know come on guys why are you talking about lights like well i think there's a constant whether we're uh whether the lights are on or off but even like you were saying about concerts and all these things it gets to a real, a human reality that we are um visceral we're it's this is experiential tactile world we live in that we things like lights and sound and farm machines and whatever do actually have an effect on us actually have can manipulate or move us so I, I, that's just i think
0: it, this is worth discussing um, yeah. so let's well and, and so to the the answer to the question why do we keep the lights on we start with our theological conviction of of what the church is and what the church does yeah and the church is a people and not just any people but a people r- purchased by the blood of Christ made alive and shaped by their experience of the Holy Spirit. And we're now a people who are committed to love God and to love one another. So it only makes sense then that when we gather corporately, there's something that happens horizontally. And I think Paul addresses that in um, in a lot of places, but really specifically in his, his first letter to the Corinthians and uh, 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, especially he says, when you gather to meet with God, this is kind of essentially his message. When you gather to meet with God, keep each other in view, because this actually glorifies him. Mm. He uses the word, uh, he uses the words built up or building up. A word we use is edification. Um, sometimes we use that term in our Sunday meetings, or you heard that th- thrown around. To edify means to build up, to strengthen. And Paul makes the case that that worship and edification are really just two sides of the same coin. Mm. Um, when we serve others, they're strengthened, they're built up. And when People are encouraged and helped. We're bringing glory to God, and so, um, so why do we keep the lights on? We want to build one another up, and and there are some some speci- uh, specific ways that we do that. Um, maybe Matt, you can sp- speak to one of those realities. Well, I, <laughs> one of those th- implications. I think your point is exactly. I mean, the first step in so
2: e- even just thinking through why do we keep the lights on is to the first thing it does is acknowledge the fact that. I am not my own. I hmm. belong to a body. Yes. Um, and there's other people. And when we when we read the New Testament, there's all these commands of love one another, show hospitality to one another, serve one another. So that obviously requires another. It's not just my interaction with with God, which, to be clear, is vital. It, it, there is, like Ryan, you were saying, there is an individualistic salvation that only you can be saved, only or only you can believe. But once that takes place you are not just on an island you you interact with with one another and so one of the ways we do that is by just seeing each other just looking in out Mm -hmm. just this past Sunday I was we were singing I think I was telling you this kid we were singing all hail the glorious Christ Mm -hmm. which part music has a way of uniting people in a way that when you go to a concert you're singing the songs everybody's singing the songs Um, Because there's a unity and like an expressiveness to it of, I all hail the glorious Christ. Yes, I want to say that because I believe it and I want to say it until I feel it. Um, But to look out, um, so I always sit in kind of the back middle. And I'm tall so well, I, you're tall so I, so you don't want it doesn't any matter where you, behind sit. you I have like to... a periscope Just like <laughs> <laughs> just periscope around everything uh even Ryan, who sits on the other side of the soundboard like you I can, can see me? I can just periscope over the soundboard and see the dome just <laughs> <laughs> so it's but to look out and I'm singing the chorus, all hail the Glorious Christ, looking at all these other people that I have covenanted myself to, mm-hmm. uh also declaring such beautiful truth so first step of turning the lights on is just being able to see one another, yeah. um, and that's not, you know... And th- that has such an effect. It, yeah. I think we've all, you, you can think of
1: positive and negative examples of that. Mm-hmm. If you're in a gathering and you look around and nobody's engaged, mm-hmm. everybody looks bored and dead and asleep mm-hmm. and whatever, um, that can be discouraging. Mm-hmm. But y- you, or you know, make it personal, I might come into a gathering uh, not feeling... Very strong yeah. in my faith, feeling weighed down, yes. burdened by something, and look around and see somebody else engaging with God, singing passionately, and just by that be reminded that they're trusting this same gospel, they are exalting Christ, and, and that that visible expression That's of it powerful. is a powerful edifying thing that's that, that right. stirs me. I, I want that. I want to participate in that. I, yeah. I want to lift up my voice and, and join them in that. And so then when you add in, not just seeing one or two people, but you look around the room and you're surrounded by people
0: who are actively engaging with God,
1: that's edifying.
0: Yeah. It's powerful just to know that faith, you know, it's something It's not really seen. And yet it is seen. It is something yeah. tangible because it's seen in expression. Um, Acts eleven twenty three 23 says, talks about when Barnabas heard about what was going on in the Antioch church. Something's going on over there. I want to see what's going on. He goes there and it says, when he came and saw the grace of God, he saw the grace of God. He was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful. I think that's one of our experiences when we gather together and we can see one another. We're not just seeing faces. We're seeing faith expressed. We're seeing the grace of God in someone's life. I mean, I want just just to our listeners, think about a time that you... Well, first of all, I want to encourage you to look around the room when we're singing because the focus is not on the front, yeah. Though the words are there. Um, think about a time when you looked around and you saw someone and you were encouraged. There was once a time, I mean, especially f- from my <laughs> standpoint, I'm I'm leading a lot. There was once a time when I thought it would be awkward to make eye contact with mm. somebody. I don't want to. Um, mm. now I make it a point to scan the room every time I'm up there singing. Because of the effect that my, <laughs> that there is, uh, I can think of an, a specific example. Just a month ago, we were singing after the the sermon, and usually after the sermon, we're we're ready to sing, mm-hmm. and um, we're singing "My Soul Will Wait." And we're getting to the last chorus, and um, the the line is "Now the sting of death is gone." Yeah. we're singing that line, and I look to my left and I make eye contact with a good friend. And we're singing that together, and, and I was affected, not just because I'm making eye contact with my friend, like, hey, it's you, but we're, <laughs> what we're singing and what he is visibly affected by. He's he's not just singing the words. He knows this is the best news in the world, and you can tell. Uh, he's like the paralytic that Jesus heals, and he goes away just exclaiming, like, glorious things, and he's, he's affected, and everyone else is affected by it too. Mm. Um, there's something about tangible expressiveness of what we're experiencing, what we're believing that affects others. Yeah, and
2: it just it highlights the the participatory nature of the Sunday gathering. Mm -hmm. Um so like at a theater or a like a movie theater or a you go to a concert or to a theater performance, the lights are down, the house lights are down and the lights are up on the stage and you are not to especially at a theater production, you are not to speak. (laughs) You you're just there to observe. You're just there to spectate. You're there to, to consume. But our conviction is that, no, this is a, a, a participatory event where we're not ger- there just to observe what's happening and to receive, but also to declare and to, to actually be an active participant. Think of Psalm 34, where he says, oh, magnify the Lord with me, yes. and then come taste and see that the Lord is good. Let mm-hmm. us exalt his name together. together. together.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's the invitation. That's why we have that verse on the screen rotating yes. before the service is yes. <laughs> meant to be a reminder yes. that that's what we're we're calling one another to do that. And, um, you know, not only are we seeing one another part of worship mm-hmm. is speaking to one another. Yes. And I think some of these thoughts, I, I know there was a time in my life, this was like revolutionary for yeah. me because I thought of worship <laughs> as a, a personal, just me and God, uh, what, you know, it successful worship time is if I walk away feeling something. Um, but to think of God is exalted. He's worshiped and honored when, Other people are built up. That horizontal aspect Mm -hmm. is not separate from God-exalting worship. It's part of it. So that means when we're singing, we're not merely singing to God. Mm -hmm. We are addressing one another. So Mm -hmm. passages like Ephesians 5.19, addressing one another... Mm in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Yeah. It, uh, shouldn't it say addressing God in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? No, you're you're addressing one another. You're singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Mm. Uh Paul says the same thing in Colossians 3:16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So there's something about singing that is addressing each other. So mm. You're building up faith because you're declaring, "I believe this, and you're saying to those around you, "Believe this, this is true, and it's yes. good, and we all need to be reminded of that I think yeah. sorry, keep going yeah, no so that, that that's it we're We're addressing God and one another. Those two things are not in competition with each other yeah. at all
0: and, and I, I would just I would say to that too, I think some people are kind of amazed when I say this to them. the therefore the band we're just there to facilitate we're just leading the singing yeah but The main instrument on Sundays that we want to hear, not the drums, not the guitar, not the person who's on the mic, we want to hear the congregation. Mm -hmm. The congregation's voices are the main instrument on Sunday because of just what you just said. We are addressing one another. Mm -hmm. We are speaking glorious truths to one another. We want to be affected together. And that only happens as everyone is lifting their voice together. So we can, I just want to bring this up too of, I think we can feel as though
2: we're countercultural by turning the lights on, because I think I think to some extent, <clears throat> I think maybe we are a little countercultural. But put ourselves in the stream of history, um, we are. This whole thing is new, <laughs> so so you can you can air both ways. You can air on just this individualized lights down, just me and Jesus and all that we've been talking about. But you know, I I grew up in a very kind of High church, traditional, uh, singing hymns together. All, of course, all the lights were on. Of course, we were all, you know. In fact, my grandmother still knows the alto line to maybe every hymn ever written. So, like, there was, you know, all this would be yes and amen to participate, uh, participating and singing as one voice. And you fire up the organ, and here we go. And um, so, to be clear, like, there is, we're not new or novel in wanting to. But I think what a tendency on either side, the ditch on either side, one side would, you know, the individualized lights down, just me and Jesus. But the other side can also be the, that by doing these things, it's actually what is worship. It's just, it's what's saving me. Just go through the motions. Right. Sing sing the part. And I've experienced that too. I remember (laughs) if we don't sing certain songs, people react of, well, hold on that you're, you're ruining, (laughs) you're ruining my worship. My worship. Exactly. So, to be clear, this is not, we cannot build the structure to produce faith. Right. Um, the, what we're trying to do on Sunday mornings and, and, uh, and keeping the lights on is just a piece of that to mm-hmm. facilitate what has already happened in Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we aren't coming together so that we become the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We, we are the body of Christ yeah. and we gather together to yeah. declare truths to one another. So faith then is expressed, not uh, received on a Sunday morning. Yeah. So lights or no lights,
1: what pleases God is faith. Without yes. faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. And, and so it would also be wrong to take this and then kind of look down on churches that yeah. turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're we do it so much better. Yeah. We yeah. have reasons for why we do it. Yeah. Reasons we're convinced that is uh, helpful. It facilitates, like mm-hmm. you said, that what we're what we see Scripture saying corporate worship is about. Um, but we're after. Faith yeah. and, and this really broadens our perspective, so I'm not just after my faith, my experience, um you know my trust in god's word, but i am gathering with other people for the sake of their faith, and, yeah. and so that just changes kind of your um your paradigm, your your mindset, what, what you're thinking about when you come into a gathering. I'm here to trust in god i my aim is to leave trusting god more and and my hope and prayer is that other people would be trusting in God Amen. more as a result yeah. of being together, rubbing shoulders, talking, singing together—all of these things—may may we all trust in Jesus more?
2: Yeah, it affects your posture going in, right? It—if it, I go in expecting, all right, Caleb, what do you got for me? Greg, what do you, what do you got for me this, this Sunday? What am I going to receive from you? It affects the posture if I think, no, the purpose is for edification for my soul as well as to edify others. So there's just a a natural flow. Again, all by the work of the Spirit mm-hmm. and the Gospel working in people's lives is I'm going to. Welcome and be uh, hospitable and you know connect with people, and then, when we go and gather, so that might happen you know before in the what you know we used to call the fellowship hall, <laughs> but out in the fellowship hall, the narthex uh before, and then you walk into the space the you know the sanctuary some might call <laughs> uh, <laughs> you walk in and it's not like oh we've now entered this new like holy of holies now to be clear, we want to acknowledge that. There is a uniqueness to gathering. in. There is a the Mount space. Zion experience. Yeah, it is. Yes. We are encountering God there, who has invited us through Christ to, to, to be with him. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it
0: emphasizes the all of life nature of gospel community. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that just emphasizes one of the last pieces of why we would keep the lights on then too, is that we want to know one another. Mm-hmm. If we were to go in undetected, going back to kind of how we started the, the the covenant that we've made to one another to be the church together in this city would, would be meaningless. And it starts with being known by God. God knows us perfectly in the gospel. like In Jesus Christ, he knows us perfectly. He sees us as we are. He sees us without sin because the righteousness of God has been imputed to us. Mm. And so when we come in boldly to the gathering like that, then we're free to then be known by one another as well. And again, that has an effect. When I know people, when I I know people, the stories of what they've gone through this last week, when the guys in my huddle are there and they've expressed to me what they're burdened with, Mm -hmm. and then we're singing truths that address those things and there are tears in their eyes and they're expressive in their their faith and their song, that affects me again because I know them and I can see them and they're speaking And all all the dynamics of when we're together, it's just it's just full.
1: Yeah, and it's it's very different than what we're used to right now. And all of our technology and everything is about uh, security and anonymity. And (laughs) um, when we gather in the church, the goal is not anonymity. Mm -hmm. It's not to come in and not be known, not be seen. Um, Mm -hmm. We're we're not trying to you know when Adam and Eve sinned, and all of us, our tendency when we sin is is to hide, to run from God, and the surprising part of that story is God comes to them. God is pursuing them and he says, right. comes through the garden and says, where are you? Yeah. So, so we're not trying to hide from God. Uh, he, like you said, he knows us and, mm-hmm. and we have nothing to hide. We can't hide. Um, and in the gospel, then we don't have to have that fear. God knows us. Uh, he knows us corporately. We can know each other. And, and all of that just, again, strengthens,
2: builds one another up in the faith. Yeah. Just to, just to close, Ryan, what were you just talking about? First John 1 verse 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus his son cleanses us from all of our sins amen so that's our aim our aim is to have fellowship with one another not because well there is an element of we just like each other but there is an element of we have been reconciled to god in christ jesus and now have redemption of sins through Christ Jesus. And now we have fellowship with one another because we have been brought out of the darkness yes. into the light. Yes. So Amen. turn the lights up, turn, turn the lights. lights up. I can't wait. Can't once again wait to gather on Sunday. Sunday. And oh, the best day. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's much more to say. We've, we're encouraged. My soul's encouraged. So thank you for listening till next time.